It's time. It is that time. Time for Styles and Watkins. You can join the show by texting 916-339-1140. Find us on YouTube at Sacktown Sports 1140. It's time for Alan Styles and Chris Watkins. Yes, yes, yes. On a Tuesday, Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. We have Kyle Ledbetter behind the glass hanging out with us until 2 p.m., taking you into the drive, guys, as we talk Kings who handle the Wizards, a.k.a. Richmond from Coach Carter, 143 to 131. Do the Kings have their own big three, or do they have to go out and get one, get one more to make one? Eagles are fraudulent. Surprise, surprise. Jalen Hurts, (laughs) you are going to get that work. And the Niners are in the driver's seat. There are already conversations about some of the the knickknack injuries that the Niners have will that Christmas Day game not be as important as we previously thought before the game last night? And Drew Locke, Mister Young Jeezy oh himself, coming through with another with another sound bite. We can't play it because there's just too much oh, no. cursing. But you know, very similar to our own Jake Browning. Drew Locke had some things to say, and I think it was another rap lyric. So shout out to Drew Locke <laughs> for giving the Niners an early Christmas gift. Right. And you got to hear Niners fans, we broke the Eagles. You didn't break the Eagles. No, you didn't. No. You, didn't, you didn't break the Eagles. What broke the Eagles was going to the Super Bowl, losing coordinators, losing pieces, and losing that game. That's what broke the Eagles. We, we did this last week when we looked at – how many teams actually run back-to-back. And if your team does not have Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady on that team, nobody is going back-to-back. That's just not how it happens. Chris Watkins, how are you? You were in the building last night to watch the game. What were your thoughts? And we were kind of watching the Seahawks game as that was going on, too. How are you doing in this rainy weather? You came in with an umbrella. The weather sucks. And I'm out on umbrellas. Can I tell you that? Really? Why? Why? They're useless. What? Umbrellas are useless. <laughs> Unless you're going to have some huge umbrella. That might umbrella. be worse than the Richard take right there. Uh, we'll really get bad. into Dave. That's not good. Carmichael Dave didn't want to touch on it, but we can touch on it for sure. I feel What's like up, umbrellas Kyle? have a use. Like, they they're not useless. Okay, so they have a pretty clearly defined use. Okay, but maybe it's being in the Bay where a lot of times when it rains, it's windy. And, you know, the sure. amount of people okay. I see walking around with inverted umbrellas, right. I'm thinking, I got a really big coat that I got when mm-hmm. I moved out to Philly. I still have it. It's a very good coat. And when it's coming down like that, I right. just put on the coat. Yeah. I got the hoodie on, and I just rock and roll. I, th- these yeah. umbrellas, oh my gosh, they're getting blown away. What's that old movie? They're getting blown away. Feel, yeah, it feels really dumb when that starts to happen. That's definitely when it's like, I mean, I still won't say they're useless, but they're I, I overrated. Something about, I would say they're underutilized. I feel like enough people, like, I mean, especially as someone who yesterday was using an umbrella, I was walking around like, I'm chilling, y'all, and I see people huddled together, everybody, I'm a power you know, underneath the the overhangs and stuff, and I'm like, you know, there's a very easy solution, simple solution to this, and it's just uh, pop up an umbrella. It's it's really yeah, it's and, not, then, and also it's just like the rain. It frankly, it like really gets me mad. Like the <laughs> rain upsets me. It doesn't make me sad. Like I know people up in Seattle and Portland right. are like, you know, they're depressed because it yeah. rains 200 days a year. Yeah, it would just literally make me upset. Like it would give me road rage just. All, all over the place. I would just be upset. I, I, I totally, absolutely. If you think it's bad during the summer, 
oh my gosh, this is this is prime wet blanket. Well, you know, right and as we talk about the Eagles and the the Eagles and the Niners, and really this mini rivalry that it's become. I, I I would put this around the category, to be honest. I know they play at a high level. I'd put it around the category as Grizzlies. Grizzlies Warriors when that was yeah, a thing because they played in the yeah. they played in the playoffs. Not much history. Not much history yeah. could go away. Yeah. You, you know, but it's, it's not, definitely intense. It's, it's not more Cowboys. It's not your, Seahawks. Yeah. Anything like that. And I think a kind of underlying part of this is that when you have Eagles fans, really the the week that they played the Niners, are saying you think you're so good, you think you're so this, you're so that. And I think that a lot of People on the East Coast, and I can say this as somebody who spent plenty of time on the East Coast, there is a little bit of, hey, we, you know, we we gotta struggle more because our weather really stinks and Californians have it so easy. So for us to complain about rain is a bit funny. Right. But I do well, think that, you know, and, and look, I, I still do it, but I do think that there is a little bit of Californians are spoiled because Amen. they don't have to deal with. I'm not into comparing, uh, I wouldn't say call it trauma, but I'm not into uh, no. you know, comparing, uh, you know, what, what people view as, you know, like, hey, man, it's it's still bad. Like, you know, I don't, it's all relative. It's all, yeah, it's sure. All, it's, all it's all relative. I'll say this, even just coming from the Bay, I know, and I know, you know, we're, we're a little bit up higher here. It yeah. does feel like there's more real weather in Sacramento than the Bay Area. The, there's way more fall leaves yes, for and sure. everything yeah. like that. So Because, yeah, I guess the Bay does kind of just stay. It's just the same. Yeah, it just kind of stays in that you know, low 60s, mm-hmm. maybe high 50s, and, you know, windy and, of course, you know, foggy as yeah. well. And Yeah, I guess, yeah, you know, that that is definitely a perk of, of uh, that I've noticed about Sacramento. It doesn't really feel like a perk sometimes, especially during summer, but you definitely experience all four all four seasons, even if it's not for necessarily the the length of time that yeah, it is. Yeah, I definitely feel places, it. I but. definitely feel it. this is as real seasony as I need to go. Yeah, I don't need to go anywhere mm-hmm. else no. past that. I'm and good on a white Christmas. Well, so and I, I, do and I do want to know if there are people out there. You know, there are people that oh, I love. I'm so done with the summer. I just want <laughs> the fall to come. And yeah. even Dave said he prefers cold weather to hot. And I, are there people out there that just oh man. It's raining today. It's, yeah, I like, love I'm the geez. rain. Uh, I do have a friend or two that is, like, really excited when it rains, but I don't believe that it's, like, you know, I think it's – I like it when it rains because it's special. Like, mm-hmm. it only rains, you know, whatever, 10 times a yeah. year, and whatever it is, and so it feels special. But then when it rains for six straight days, all of a sudden – right. I don't think anybody's a fan of the rain. It's, exactly. I think it's the same with the sun, too. I mean, even come summertime, you'll experience a Sacramento summer – and you'll be like, hey man, this this ain't so bad, you know, hundred right. degrees. This is awesome. And Go then to it, the pool. and then it's going to be one hundred and fifteen or whatever, one hundred and twelve for for five straight days. And you're going to be like, I'm ready for some rain. Yeah, I'm ready for it to cool <laughs> off a little bit. Well, the Kings rained on the Wizards sure parade oh last night. The Wizards have quite the stretch there. I believe the Jordan Pool homecoming is Friday, right? With the, ring, oh, I guess he already with got the his Warriors. Ring, and Jordan Poole was Jordan Poole was cooking a little bit last yeah. night. We'll get Man. into we'll get into the Wizards because we saw how they lose games because Jordan Poole can score yep. upper twenties. He had twenty eight, I think. Kyle Kuzma was right there with him, yep. and they were never in the game. And I would imagine that's how a lot of yeah. this season has gone. So we'll get into that game as well. And like we said, the Niners in a completely different position 
as we said with Keegan Murray, La- yesterday's price is not today's price if you're the Niners because they are in sole possession of first place. They are in the driver's seat. The the Cowboys, they still have a really rough ending. They yeah. still have the Dolphins, and they're they're gonna they're gonna struggle. I don't see the Cowboys. They have to worry about winning the NFC East with yes. the Eagles. So who knows what's gonna happen there? But yeah, Niners just have to win two of three. I think two I of three, to, regardless. To lock down number yeah, one. Regardless, regardless. So yeah, I I hope it doesn't take away from the Christmas game because I was really excited about that. Right. And this is around that time where you have to start making smart decisions. Right. I don't think they're going to completely sell the game, yeah. but if you are dinged up, let's not let's I not force che- it. Is it at Levi's or is it in yes. Baltimore? It's, it's at in, Levi's. It's, okay. in, it's at Florida. Levi's where. If they take care of business, all of the playoffs, right. they would just there would be a party in Santa Clara. And the Ravens need this win because then they would not fall any further than the two seed, I believe. There you really? go. There yeah, you I guess go. so, huh? Because they're the only AFC team with eleven wins right now. Yeah, and they play the Dolphins in Week Seventeen. So oh, even wow. if they lose, they wouldn't fall below the Dolphins. But Kansas City has five losses. So here's here's wow. here's my thing, and I don't want to maybe go too far with this. Because you know I love thinking that, not tinfoil, but I I wanna I wanna be more complex than than what everybody would assume. So if you're Kyle Shanahan and this Ravens game, eh, you know, twenty one to seven, okay, your next games are against not great opponents, right? If you're the Niners, it's twenty one to seven. Let's say the Ravens just start out on a heater. After this. The Niners have the Commanders oh. and the Rams, who have played better. Yeah. Okay, and that might be a big game for the Rams. That could too. be. A, that probably will be. Yeah. But if it's twenty-one to seven, you're playing an opponent who, dare I say, you might see again. Sure. Do you open up the playbook, or do you keep it conservative? And hey, we'll just lick our wounds if we take this yeah. L and we feel good about the rest of our season. Because we don't even know what the Eagles are going to do. You got Jalen Hurts sure. calling out the team in post-game press conferences. So I think if I'm Kyle Shanahan, this thing gets, you get down two scores, two touchdowns, you start thinking, hey, I'm, I'll try to come back, sure. but I'm not going to show Harbaugh and this Ravens organization right. and, the, and the football world everything so that they can have more film in case we see them in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, an interesting point. You, you definitely don't want to show off your whole bag, especially like you're saying. I mean, if, if you're if you're possibly going to face that team in the Super Bowl, I mean, you definitely don't want to show them all the trick all the tricks that you have, mm-hmm. especially you know against that specific team. But at the same time, you know, locking out it, it really depends on how much you, they value that one seed, which I would imagine is is pretty significant. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get the first round by and you get home field advantage. It feels like you got to give that game as as good of a go as possible because even though it does feel like the Commanders and the Rams are are really easy opponents, it's a lot easier to just split those things. You know, it's a lot easier to just get that one out of the way so that way, look, like we said, that Rams game could be the Rams going right. full you tilt. Get double if you if you take yeah. care of the Ravens and then you, and then you go on and beat the Commanders, you, you can don't get even double need. you get double yeah. rest exactly because right? then you could you off. could say Rams or you do treat it like a preseason right. Rams. You know, not to do the Rams any favors, but hey, Rams, we'll get Brock <laughs> in there for one yeah. quarter or whatever, and then have the Sam Donald Sam experience. Dar- <laughs> you never know when you, Sam Darnold might, might need to uh, step. Right. In. I'm just saying, like for real, like you know, you never know. You but never by the know. way, you want to get him some some reps in there. By the way, 
we're not people saying, oh, look how bad Sam Darnold. We're not <laughs> doing that from two, come from on, two plays. I saw that. I yeah. thought, guys, nah. it's Brock Purdy's world. You yeah. don't come on now. Yeah. He, it was two plays. Remember when Brock Purdy tried to do a handoff to the opposite side? I mean, what are we talking yeah. about? And I get it. He was a rookie, but come on now. Yeah. Right, so real quick before we get to the break, the rest of the Eagles schedule. Giants, mm. Cardinals, okay. who don't sleep. It's in Philly, Frisky. but you never know. That's Kyler Murray is kind of a you know wreck your day type of yeah. guy. When there's nothing on, he's kind of like right. Jordan Poole to me. Jonathan Gannon revenge game to really there you and there you go that too. Once you know, once we can't do anything, now I'm gonna ball out and scurry yeah. all around the field. So you never know. And then they have the Giants in New York. So two I, games against the Giants. That's 67% Tommy DeVito. <laughs> well, Tommy, we'll talk. Is, did we confirm whether that report is? I don't think we ever confirmed it. Because somebody said, I wish that it was true. Did you see that, Kyle? No, the one with the reporter. The one that, no, no, no. His team, yes, social yes, media. Social yeah, media. The, yeah, that's not real. It's uh, not real. I want it to be real. I wanted it to so be real. Bad. All right, we got to get to a break. When we get back, the Kings take care of business. Have your expectations changed? We're talking the big three. That's right, I said it. There's a big three in Sacramento. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Live and local, it's Styles and Watkins. Watch the show on youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Or listen on the Sacktown Sports app. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking up to 2 p.m. We will be joined by Chris Biederman at 11 of the Candlestick Chronicles and the Sacramento Bee to talk Kings and Niners as the Kings take down the lowly Washington Wizards, who are now four and twenty-two. Yikes! One forty-three to one thirty-one. It was a little scary. It was basically your classic. I, we're better than you, team. Right? It's just going to take us a while. The Wizards hung around. Yeah. Kyle Kuzma was making some shots. Uh, but ultimately, the Kings are just a better team. De'Aaron Fox played. I did not think he would play. I thought you could have used it as another rest day. But I think De'Aaron Fox wanted to play. I think there are a lot of reasons De'Aaron Fox wanted to play. Yeah. And he played. And he dropped to play 65 games to win MVP. Uh, there you go. You said it, not me. And if you're ready to go, why not? Maybe the thought process was it is the Wizards. So... It shouldn't be that hard fought right. of a game. And if it, you know what I mean? You can look at things yeah. a couple different ways. I'm curious. I, I, do you think that that's like a real thing? I feel like that's one of those things. I think they like, don't talk about yeah, it. I think yeah, it's like exactly. Fight Club. Yeah. They know about it, but they don't talk about right. it. Right. Where it's like, ah, uh, you know, it, it. you are playing the Cardinals this week. You know, exactly. Like, yeah, you're playing the Wizards, you know. But maybe the we'll, opposite, we'll, we'll, yeah. but what if it was the Celtics last night? Then it's right. you're for sure playing. So right. is there, if it was a middle team right. that could be a little squirrely? Yeah. And if you are a bad team like the Wizards and you are playing the Celtics, is it does it work in reverse as well? Where it's like, ah, we're playing the Celtics, like we're probably not going to win even if Kyle Kuzma does play. So why not just that? That rest I agree well, with. You know? That I agree with. I'm trying to think who is a team that would make this difficult. So for example, mm. last night the Pistons, who have lost 23 games in a row, right? They played the Hawks. Do you think mm. they're looking at the Hawks yeah. and they're like, this is the one we can get? Yeah, yes, like, that's a for sure. Right. For and sure. Do you think the Hawks are going in thinking, ah, we got this? It's yeah, this have to. Let, let's but the, but the Hawks pad. are like 11 and 16. I think the Hawks are a great team for this exercise. Right. If the Kings were playing the Hawks, yeah. that might be that middle team to where you're thinking, 
De'Aaron just chill, well, right? Because you're yeah. maybe you're not going to cook the same. But they don't play any defense, so I don't yeah. know. I think either way, I think there is no right That's answer. I think yeah. all season you're going to find reasons to play. And this yeah. is not – and before they even implemented this – we're on, you know, we have Kings media on record, yourself included, that have said that Kings, everybody talks about the Kings having quote unquote good injury luck when they <laughs> played through injury, yeah. as a lot of other teams did not. We're not so, getting that luck this year. Either. No, we're not. But De'Aaron, <laughs> that's not to say, you know, De'Aaron had that finger in yep. the playoffs and he was still cooking. Yep. So I think it's a thing for this season, but I think De'Aaron was already wired this way. And yep, we saw for sure. that for sure throughout last season, not just De'Aaron because he's the head of the snake but with the whole team yeah, and how they kind of powered through injuries and things like that. Right, yeah. I mean, Sabonis had his hand. Keegan had his hand. And then even this year, like, you could say De'Aaron maybe came back faster from that ankle injury than what I think people thought he was. Mm-hmm. And and he's done that before in the past as well. And, yeah, I, I think I think that's definitely been uh, a big theme this season. I mean, even coming into the season, what, every Kings preview you, you read this offseason was – you know, the Kings actually got very lucky when it came to the injury front, so that's probably not going to happen again, and uh, that's going to lead to them pretty much regressing back to normal. And uh, we've seen that the Kings haven't gotten that luck, and they're quite literally better than they've been in yeah. the past 19 years. So. And it's not a strength of schedule thing. They've no, been on the road. Tough schedule. They played. They barely what, played. They played three East teams or whatever. Right, the Cavs, when the Cavs were not com- a complete dumpster fire right. yet. You, the Nets, who, you know, Cam Thomas, right. Right. Cam Thomas will get you. Mm-hmm. And then the Wizards, so obviously an easier slate when you're talking about these these East Coast teams. And now it's going to even out because yeah. now you're going right. to get uh, the Celtics tomorrow night. We have Johnny P. DeRosa on the sack chat. S- shout out to the sack chat, by the way, always holding it down for us, who says the Pelicans. Maybe the Pelicans are a team where they think, Darren. We can't beat them anyway. Yeah, just chill. Right. Just chill. That's Actually, that's a good call. Yeah. That's a good call. Uh, so let's go Sabonis here. Yeah. And what he's done. We're going to get more in depth with Sabonis later in the show. Mm-hmm. But let's go Sabonis and what you saw from him. Not not a lot. This is a game where he should eat not a lot of, uh, right. you know, n- not a lot not of firepower. down there no, for Washington. No, not, not at all. But this is where you're supposed to take care of business, yes. right? So. Yeah. Sabonis kind of doing his thing. Did you like what you saw from him? Of course, yeah. I mean, like you said, this is the exact kind of matchup where you would want him to dominate. Like, when they have Daniel Gafford, who kind of is a – I'm a huge fan of Daniel Gafford. I think he's, uh, you know, he's a really good rim protector and, and just, you know, I frankly think he'd be a really good backup center uh, here in Sacramento. But he's he doesn't really have the physicality to deal with Demonis Sabonis, and you saw him just throwing people around all day. Like, mm-hmm. he, he really used his strength – to his advantage, and when you got Mike Muscala as their backup center, who's stretch four that I frankly didn't even know was still in the NBA at this point, that's barbecue chicken for Domas, and he he just took it and and ran with it all night. Like he he was a physical freak uh, all all night long, and that's exactly what you want to see is him recognizing that. And you know how many times earlier this season were we talking about you know Sabonis? Remember he had that four attempt game. Uh, against the Houston Rockets, people have been asking for him to be more physical, be more aggressive. And I think on a night like last night, you see that he understands what he is and the the ability he has. It's just I think sometimes he has to feel confident in the matchup. And clearly, I mean, last night, everybody, De'Aaron, Domas, everybody felt comfortable going to the rim because, you know, frankly, Washington, like you said, is – just a terrible defense. We Not a lot of resistance. 126 points per game they they average to opponents. 
in what? Also, that was the sixth time this season that the Wizards have allowed over 140 points. After last Just night's ridiculous. game, they fell from 29th in defensive rating to 30th in defensive rating. Who was Whoa. 30th before? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any Pacers? guesses? Gotta be the Pacers. I would say the Pacers. Uh, the Pacers were 28, mm. and they gave up 151, but yeah. they're still not worse than the Wizards. That's It was tough. the Charlotte Hornets. Ah, uh, man. Hey, got to play them. Right. Got to, got to make sure you get the highlights right with Lamelo. So Keegan <laughs> Murray, twenty five over the la- the past five games, twenty five point six points. This is from our guy Frankie Cardicelli, who will be Franco in Cardi. tomorrow for the Kings roundtable. Get your questions in for that one tomorrow. Five point two rebounds, two point two assists, one point four steals, shooting fifty eight percent. 60% from three-point range, Dang. 87% from the free-throw line. I feel like I've never seen him actually miss a free-throw. So that's a little surprising <laughs> to me. And he's playing 32, almost 33 minutes Oof. a game to a 4-1 and one record, playing the best basketball of his young career. Big three in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Is that what you'd call it? Uh, I think it's it's still a work in progress. Last night was the first time it really felt like a big three performance, though, where – I mean, even I shouldn't even say that because Keegan kind of did catch on late. But you look at those numbers at the end of the game, and you know what? Actually, frankly, Keegan's numbers at the end of that game were needed because of how, like you said up top, like I wouldn't say the Wizards made it close, but mm-hmm. the Kings kind of struggled to close that one out yesterday with Jordan Poole hitting all those threes in the fourth. Um, it, it felt like that's that's kind of the formula or version of the formula that the Kings want to see is is those three guys really you know leading the way and. You know, it's just got to happen more consistently. I guess you could say this is now two performances in a row, even though De'Aaron didn't play the other day, that that those – or at least two of those three guys are responsible for, for the Kings winning. And it's just about stacking those up. And then, yeah, like we said yesterday, pretty much now that you have, you know, good, really good teams in the NBA coming up, you got the Celtics, you got the Suns, you got the T-Wolves. If those three can start to put together performances against teams of that caliber yeah. and they can get results on top of that – well, that's when it's like, okay, maybe the Kings truly do have a big three that is worth waiting for because I think that's been the biggest thing of this season is, is of course, trade talks are always the big talk in the first 20 games, but with the Zach Levines, the OGs, the every name you want to throw out there and the Kings being attached to all of them, you know, maybe maybe Keegan starting to, to kind of get this thing going and, and feeling more and more comfortable with this two-way role maybe it's a sign that, hey, maybe we don't need to actually go out there and make that splash move right here, right now. Let's see how far this kid can can maybe take us right here, and then we can reevaluate later or just adjust on the edges instead of, again, just trying to throw somebody right into the middle of this thing. Later in the show, we'll predict what we think the Kings will do against this three-game gauntlet, but you're you're completely right. If they continue this, if they go 2-1 and, yeah. and, and they're all close, not – no stinkers. Right. There's a back-to-back in there, okay, when you go Suns, T-Wolves. Oh, well, we know that's, that's no, just a guaranteed loss, no, right? No, I will not allow yeah. it. Why should we even play that game? I will not allow it. The Kings will show up for the first time in a, the second half of a back-to-back. But if they go 2-1 and one with yeah. all competitive games or th- obviously 3-0 and oh or, or something like that, and the three of them continue on this path, I, I think that you can definitely start to see – a, you can definitely start to see a big three. And as we talked about with that Kawhi-type leap with not to be Kawhi, but the Kawhi-type leap yeah. between the first and second year with Keegan, I, I think that changes everything if you're Monty McNair. I yeah. think you see that and you start thinking, all right, 
I'm not going to give up Keegan and ruin what's going on right here, right Right. now for somebody who we're going to have to pay more very soon. We have to confirm. We don't know that it's even going to work. Right. So I think, you know, as we discussed Sam Amick's piece yesterday, the Zach Levine, if that's something you can, anything you can figure out and keep these these three together, cool. It's not my money, Vivek. You want to cash out? Cash out. It ain't tricking if you got it. But moving off of these three would be a little bit crazy right now. Yeah, I think especially right now. Like, Mm -hmm. Keegan's just playing so well. It feels like, you know, his confidence is starting to get up. And then the fact that he has that kind of performance with De'Aaron playing as well, like, Mm -hmm. it it just doesn't feel like the right time to do it. And, again, this Kings team has been incredibly successful. Like, they're 16-9, and best start since 04-05. Why would you possibly risk messing it all up because like you know I was saying this last night like basketball teams sometimes are like a a very delicate ecosystem where you know things have to be working exactly how they're supposed to in order for everything to kind of keep going and one little thing taken out of that ecosystem could just completely blow it up and you might not think that you know doing you know moving off of Kevin Herter is really going to hurt that and that's just a random example it could be Harrison Barnes whoever you might think that that's not going to affect the team, but you just don't think about the butterfly effect of, okay, well, what does that do for him and how does that change his role? And so it's it's just a lot easier when if you are thinking about building out this team and you're thinking about having success this season, it's a lot easier to build around the edges and kind of keep the the main core doing what they do instead of trying to throw in, again, a Zach Levine, an OG, and a newbie, a Pascal Siakam, and then asking them, hey, can you figure out your role in real time and excel in it and essentially hit the ground running? Because we traded for you and your contract's up at the end of this year, and we also traded yet another young star who, uh, yeah, he's he we we need to be better before he gets good. And we can we can break it down when we get back how how many times the rental has worked out to win a championship. I, I would feel say it's very never. rare. It's very yeah. rare. This is who this is who Keegan Murray has to check up check rock against these next three games. Oof. Jason Tatum and okay. or Jalen Brown, Don't right? Me. So yeah, mostly scary. Jason Tatum. Yeah. KD and mm-hmm. or Devin Booker, mm-hmm. okay, and then you got Anthony Edwards. Mm. So we're going to see what Keegan and this Kings team is really made yeah. of. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, that fifth option, looking pretty good these days. <laughs> caca, caca. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Cool. Sacramento has a new tag team in the midday. It's Styles and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. We will be joined by Chris Biederman at 11 o'clock of the Candlestick Chronicles in the Sacramento Bee as we talk all things Kings, getting into some Niners as well, and the Eagles. We got to come down the Eagles road. Kyle Draper, Kyle Draper going to be in the building. Today we will get confirmation because I'm sure it's it's already raining. I don't know. Uh, Kyle's kind of having a rough go yeah, already. I know, and he's been sick too. And he's this been is sick. Not, I mean, yeah, can Kyle catch a break? Right Let the guy catch a break. By the way, 916-339-1140. If you want to be a part of the conversation, all guests and callers, join us from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. Hey and up. you heard me with the cacaw. Before the break. <laughs> I had to explain that to you. I, you know, you're actually not the first person I've had to explain the Harrison Barnes call to. Well, yes. Well, after he made a shot. Yeah. Because I didn't hear, I don't think I really heard it before. Yeah. 
my my girlfriend had asked me like, what is that? Like, what do yeah. they do? And it's like it's a very niche specific story. She thought it was like a barn, like they were making like barns, at, like you know, like a farmer in yeah. a barn in Harrison yeah. Barnes. And, oh yeah, uh, I was like, oh okay. okay, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, uh, but no, it is specifically from a Hassan Whiteside Snapchat in which he was like, there's like just a crow eating bread or yeah, something on yeah. the ground. He's like, oh my god, look. It's Harrison Barnes, the Black Falcon. Call, call. <laughs> and that's where they got that it's call deep from. Cut. It's like an insanely deep cut. Yeah. And at this point, Hassan Whiteside's been off the team for like yes. three years now. And so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you gotta how, how leave. long are we going to keep this guy? I, I, think- I like it, but it's just like, <laughs> if I have to explain this to you and explain the layers yeah. behind it, it's like, uh, uh, you know. And if you haven't been able to get out to Golden 1, this season yet what we're discussing is basically there are there are different it's like a moat emotes almost right (laughs) they're different sounds that get played when a player either scores a three or there's a really good bucket because it's not always a dunk it's either a dunk or it's an and one highlight play a a highlight type score so that was what they do for Harrison Barnes, they do <laughs> uh, off the top of my head the Fox, Malik. The, the Malik. They do a a a priest, a chant, if uh, you yeah, will, a priest, which uh, Alan's very fond of. <laughs> it's probably up, Alan's favorite which thing. We've about been trying every to get game. the sound, and I crack up, and I just can't get over it. Then also, you have, opposing media loves it. Too. Oh, they love because they, they don't see it, it yeah, coming. Yeah, they're like, "What was that?" And then you have, and then you have for De'Aaron Fox. It's a song, right? Yeah, I think it's. Um, I believe it's Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, I think it's like Foxy Woman or something. Right. Like so then you have that one, and then. DeMontis Sabonis. Right, which is, I feel like that's, is that a a Dave-led thing? Yes yes, I believe so. Yes and no. Dave claims to have planted the seed with Scott Moak, so I'm not 100% sure how much credit he deserves for it, but he deserves some. He's really trying to make it a thing. Like, it's very mean girls, like, trying to make fetch into a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, Dave is really trying to push it. He is. And last night, and we've, every time, all four of us, we look at each other to say, hey, should we give Dave this one between me, you, Brendan, and Frankie, the Sacktown Sports Kings insiders, and we all look at each other and we're like, "Eh, it sounds more like, oh, 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 oh. And it's a good point. Just put it on the screen if you really yeah, want this to be a thing. Right. If I'm Dave and I run Sacramento as <laughs> Dave does, I would say, hey, guys, put it on the screen. Do Montis a bonus. And that's it. Yeah, you and just need the bouncing ball. You just that's need it. the bouncing ball. Yep. And and Dave, if he really wanted to make it happen, I think he wants he to go grassroots. Can. Yeah. And he wants right. to just yep. believe that it's just word of mouth, like right. like like the secret menu at In and Out. Right. I didn't have to tell. I didn't have to tell anybody. It just like it's kind the of, late 1900s, if you will. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> by by, there was a bird who actually came and flew into the right. arena. But do people to, hear that Seven Nation Army and they're like, don't know what to do when that happens? I don't yes. think anybody knows. Yeah, there's like it's. I would say it's maybe like 40 percent of the crowd. Maybe 30 is like. Doing it, and then there's like the rest of the people who are making sounds. I don't think it's the, even forty. Oh, Plus, oh, like oh, you oh. said, the cadences are off. I don't. Everywhere. I don't think it's forty. I'm gonna be honest. It's like, yeah. I think it's touched forty. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's touched. Yeah, it's peaked. But at last 40. night we were scra- scraping about yeah. twenty five. It's yeah. It's like close enough to be like I hear it, but not close enough to be is, like they're doing. Is someone it. saying something yeah. besides oh 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 yeah. oh? That's that's where I'm at. Yeah, and you might hear us for Sabonis right. at the end, and then it's over. Yeah, 
Come so, on, Dave. Yeah. We'll talk to Dave. Maybe I'm tricking myself, and I know the story behind it. But when I'm, I work every game here at the studio, and so when I hear it, I hear Domantas Sabonis, but I think my mind just knows that's what it's supposed to be. So I'm tricking. Right. Myself. We're gonna. I'm gonna call Dave out tomorrow in the crossover and say, look, unless you're really gonna push this thing, right. I don't want to hear it anymore. Right. Because it is. I don't. It's yeah. It's on the borderline of like, oh, again, like we're really trying to force it, and it's like I just don't know if it's happening. But he's trying to force it in a weird way. Just. Just, Dave, make the calls. You know what, Dave? If you want it to work, you got to show up to the game. That's you gotta, right. You got to lead the chant yourself. Stand up. Yep. Go in the middle during yep. a timeout and say, hey, guys, this is what we're like doing. Like Greg Popovich, grab the yeah. microphone and hey say, guys, hey, this is what we're doing. We do this here. <laughs> this is who we are. Yeah, this, this is, this is this who is, we are. This is respectful. <laughs> this is respectful. And Harrison Barnes, it's time to be respectful mm. to Harrison Barnes as he's taking a lot of flack, not just on this show, from all Sacramento Kings fans, as a fifth option. Harrison Barnes is starting to turn it up a little yeah. bit, okay? Did not get a rebound, did not get he an sure assist, but he almost no, had He a, was there for one reason. To score buckets, buckets and he had strictly. 19 points. Harrison Barnes, again, as a fifth option, a guy who Mike Brown has said, we do not run plays for Harrison yep. Barnes. Harrison Barnes isn't in the... He's in the actions, but he's not the featured piece. Right. I, I think, and again, yesterday wasn't a day where, oh, we need you to lock down somebody in Kyle Kuzma still... He kind of did his work, and same with Jordan Poole. Sure but when you look at Harrison Barnes and the expectations, I, I'm starting to be one of the leaders of the charge to leave Harrison Barnes alone. <laughs> I never thought I'd be here, You'll especially be like coming Britney from the Spears fan, especially coming from the Bay Area. I did not think I would be this guy, but it's time to leave Harrison Barnes alone. He's playing well. Yeah, no, he's playing. He's playing great, and I, I, I. Hate to do a two-game split, but seriously, like in these past two games, he's he's been excellent. 17 points a game, 63% from the field, 55 from three. And he's got 11 shots off. To mm-hmm. me, that's the best part about it is in both games, he's taken 11 field goal attempts. And that's the thing that, you know, was, was really just frustrating about HB. And I know Mike Brown came to his defense and said, you know, I don't call plays for this man, but... You know, it just felt like there were still pockets of time in which it was like, you know, Harrison, there was a moment for you to take a shot there, or at least look for yours. And it's felt different, right? Like, did somebody talk to him, you think? I don't, we ask I don't Coach know, Mike but if yeah. he does this again, if he does it again, like I think it's you can just as long as you frame it the right way, say you know Harrison now got three games of over ten shot attempts. It's the first time all season he's had a streak like that. What's gotten into him? Is mm-hmm. he looking more aggressive? Did someone talk to him? I think there's definitely a way of getting that kind of information out because it's, it's again, it's just look different. Forget the stats. Forget actually seeing that he took more shots than he has uh, for the majority of this season. It just yesterday especially looked like he was way more aggressive. He was taking that three-point shot mm-hmm. the second it hit his hands, which is something we saw a bit from him last year. And he was also attacking the rim, too. It felt like he's just... He's had that that yeah. flip of mindset, and I, I really, I always thought it was that simple that he just kind of needed to be a little bit more selfish in moments like that, and it does feel like it's it's really as cut and dry as that. Again, he was there for just buckets yesterday, no assists, no rebounds, just just really was I think focused on trying to make sure that he was in. Like, he impacted that game yesterday, and he sure did. He really did. So shout out Harrison Barnes. Kaka. <laughs> By the way, before we get to a break. From the 916 on the text line, 916-339-1140. From the 916, I was trying to tell people around me, but it's too loud for them to get it. I thought maybe I should bring up a roll-up sign to follow. Yeah. 
but it's hard enough to get my 70-year-old <laughs> hey, body shout there. shout out you. LOL. Chris the mom. Shout, shout out, out Chris, Chris the mom, mom for getting there. You keep trying, yeah. Chris the mom. Doing we'll the get Lord's there. We'll get there. All right. You're gotta doing get it because to... Dave won't. Because Dave won't. Come on. He's doing the hard work. All right. Got to get to a break. When we get back, we have some crazy King stats to go over. We will also discuss a great night for the San Francisco 49ers. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Live and local, it's Styles and Watkins. Watch the show on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Or listen on the Sacktown Sports app. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports taking you up to 2 p.m. 916-339-1140 if you want to be a part of the conversation on the call line or the text line. You had some crazy king stats yeah. you wanted to get into. Yes. Uh, shout out our guy Frankie Cardicelli and uh, Willsey Stats, who always uh, puts together a great, great uh, compilation of stats and numbers and all that after the game. Uh, we'll go with uh, we'll, we'll save Frankie for last. You know, we love our guy Frankie over here, so we'll save the best for last. Willsey uh, also, of course, putting out great stuff. Kings yesterday had 35 assists. So far this season, they are 11-0 and uh, when they have 30-plus assists. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that's a stat that, you know, typically you're probably going to have a winning record when mm-hmm. you have over 30 assists. That means that you're, A, hitting shots. It's yes. kind of, you know, it's not it's not a guarantee to hit. Uh, if you're going to hit over 30 assists, that probably means you're just, you're, you're spraying them all across the court. So, you know, it makes sense. But that was also a number that uh, that was really important for them last year, too. Had a really successful, uh, successful record when having over 30 assists. And really, I mean, it's just a sign of, the fact that they've, to me, the the eleven is the most important part. The fact that they've had eleven games so far through twenty five games in which they've hit that mark already, that's that's just crazy. I mean, I know Sabonis is is kind of a, I wouldn't say an assist merchant, if you will, but with his style of play, it leads yeah. to a lot of direct, you know, handoffs mm-hmm. and and one for one looks. But it, it's to me that just shows also that. This team is when when they're hitting, which we've talked about a lot in the past, they're just so dangerous because to me, the assist also goes in with the three point numbers as well. Yeah, I think when you look at individual assists, you probably need more context. Yeah. Like you said, I don't think Sabonis, Sabonis had, had 10 assists. Is, is Sabonis a half. really how much of Sabonis and his assists? It being a good passer right. versus the system, the system yeah. right? It's probably a little bit. I feel like we're talking about Brock Purdy. Right. We gotta get it. We got. <laughs> by the way, we got Chris Beardman coming it's up. Demonis, so we will. Sabonis, Brock Purdy. It's Demonis, Sabonis. Brock Purdy, Demonis, Sabonis. Right. Are they cut from the same cloth? So I think you can ask some of those questions. But when you have team assists, yeah. I think my takeaway from that is that you are making that extra pass. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're hitting shots, but you're making that extra pass. Not a lot of iso ball. Not a lot of iso ball. Not a lot of Jordan Pool. I guarantee you. The wiz- <laughs> When's the last time the Wizards had 30-plus assists if they've even yeah. done it all season long? So I, I definitely would say I take more from team assists sure. versus yeah. individual assists, unless it's some it's somebody like a Chris Paul where right. that's kind of their mantra. Yeah. And what they do. Yeah. And also, I mean, the fact that they have zero. I know I, you know, spent too much time probably giving the caveat of, of course, you're going to have too many wins, but also the fact they haven't lost when hitting over mm-hmm. that also tells you that when the offense is clicking and when, you know, they're sharing the sugar and, and you know, the ball is moving mm-hmm. around, the ball has energy. They're also not just allowing the other team to do whatever they want. Of course, last year, the big talk was, was yes, the offense is great, but the defense is mm-hmm. equally as terrible. At least that's saying like, 
when they're playing really good offense or, or when they're at their best playing offense, they're playing defense as well, or at least not allowing that other team to to discount the amount of assists and ball movement that they're producing as well. So I thought that was a really good number. And then from our guy, Frankie Cardicelli, uh, another kind of similar number, but this is, I would say this is probably a more impressive uh, number, especially when you look at the totality of it. Keegan Murray through his two seasons in the NBA so far has scored 20 plus points in 18 career games. The Kings record in those 18 games where Keegan scores 20 or more points, 17 and one. So, wow. <laughs> wow. Yes, Jason Ross. Wow, indeed. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's, that And, you know, that's that's telling you, if we're talking about the big three, that's how important Keegan is to this team. Like, they're looking for that third guy, that, that consistent third option. And, you know, 20 points is probably, you know, Keegan's, I think, at 15 or 16 right now averaging. If he can get up to 19, 18 to 20 points a game mm-hmm. – that's where this team can can really be dangerous. And that's I mean, that's what they're looking for. When they say a third star next to Sabonis and Fox, it's a guy who's gonna be able to put up twenty points on on most nights. And if if they're seventeen and one when Keegan can be that guy, I mean again, it makes you think, do they really need to go out there and get that guy, or should they just try and again try and, and bring Keegan along and get him to have more of those kind of performances. Yeah, and if Keegan again, I, I don't want to put too much on these next three games because it is such a long yeah. season. Yeah. But this it's is such stretch. this is such a tough stretch. If they are able to continue to play like this, it, it's hard, man. Yeah. It's hard. You got to put the, put the trade machine away. <laughs> yeah, put it away at least for this season and see what happens when you get to the playoffs. I mean. You have Bradley Beal going out again. Right. You the the Kings they're the four seed right now. Yeah. You're the four seed right now. You're behind the Nuggets, who everybody was worried about the Nuggets. Yep. I've I've never thought that the Nuggets had I, I know that they have Jokic and I know that they have a great team. They're a championship team, but I never thought, wow, this team is going to run the table for years. Sure. I think they're going to be a contender for years because of Jokic. Yeah. But Jamal Murray has trouble staying on the court. Michael Porter, Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> has trouble staying on the court. The Timberwolves. And then when you get to some of the newer teams, the Timberwolves, the Thunder, they're all in the same boat to me. They're yeah. all unproven. And the Kings, by the way, are undefeated against both of those teams. Fact. And the Nuggets, yep. actually. Yep. So, to me... I think we can't undersell how much the Kings learned from last season in the yeah. playoffs. And if you did think, oh, man, the Warriors just seem to have the Kings number. Well, they finally did beat the Warriors, and the Warriors are in yeah. a free fall. So if yeah. the Warriors at this point in time, if they do get into the playoffs. It's it, not going to be a problem. It, I, don't, I don't know that it's it wouldn't be a problem, it's but it it's not year. the same team. No. So you got them. I think the so, – now, this is as of today. This right. is as yes, of December so. 19th. If If – Anybody makes a move, if Zach Levine goes to the Lakers or the Warriors actually do get rid of the Young Bucks and go get a Pascal Siakam, we can rehab this conversation. But as of today, if I'm Monty McNair, how I'm looking at this is I want to see who does something first. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for me to make the first move, not the way we're playing. And as long as, you know, the Celtics, they're a tough team. You go two and one, whatever it is against this, even if it's one and two, but they're all competitive games. I don't think think anything – 
past this week should move the needle too much. And as we do get into the scheduling a little bit later, you have your easy stretch coming up. No yep. disrespect to those teams. No. Post-Christmas, we've been talking about right. it for weeks now. You just got you to get through your finals. Yeah. Okay, you got to study for your finals <laughs> and get through. Make sure you do Kyle. I was big on index cards. I don't know why I said Kyle, but Kyle, you struck Kyle me as an in index. Kyle was in school recently. Yeah, yeah you were in school about a year ago or something like that. Or still. So, yeah, or something still. like that. No, they graduated in 2022. Oh, there you go. You're See, you've been a part of the workforce for a long time. <laughs> index cards, that was a big thing for me that helped me to memorize. I'm personally not an index card person, but I appreciate the gesture. Shout out Quizlet. Quizlet was great. You're an index card person? Uh, I mean, it's an online index card, so yeah, pretty much. I think it helps a Online. Lot. Quizlet's yeah. great for cheating, I'll say I'm that. I'm just getting more gray hairs as I have this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Online index cards? Online index cards. What happened cards. to the school I love? It's pretty great because you can share What them? happened to the education yeah. I love? No, oh. I need it. Part of learning, Chris. Yeah, is writing it down. It's the multi-process. writing it down. Right. You learn okay. it twice then, That's right? right. That's what they That's right. Say. And then you hand it to a buddy right. or maybe a, a crush or right. somebody like that, and you, you, you study. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No. I guess what's I was wrong just, with the youth? Guess I was just that smart, you know? Yeah. You know, work smarter, Didn't, not harder. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. Amen. I don't want to hear that. Well, hopefully the Kings do pass this test. And yep. again, you have the Celtics. That's tomorrow. The The Suns. That's Friday. I'll be in the building hey. as a as a fan, Uh-oh. by the way. So, and by the way, you know, can yeah. you help me out? I got I, you. I've been trying to get a... I need to get a Kings polo, like a Kings golf Ooh, polo. Okay. Because I don't want to look too bandwagony. Yeah, right, of course. But I want I, I like multi-use things. Yes. I definitely. can wear it to the game. Mm-hmm. I can golf in it and yep. beat you next time we okay, go. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, you can wear it to family functions. Family functions. Uh, yeah. I mean, they have some in the team store. I mean, I think the problem with any team store in general is going to be, if you're especially if you're going to get a polo, it's probably going to run you like 60 plus if I had to guess. And, okay. you know, that's that's not... That's not what I'm looking for in my in my. I, but you have prices. a King's Polo. Yeah, I got those at thrift stores. Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's that's the <laughs> game move, that I'm gonna put you move. on. Get your money up, not, not your funny up. After it, that, Zach's got a great thrift store scene. Okay, well we can I'll talk off on. air. I'll put you on. T Wolves on Saturday. That's the back to back Suns Kings, and then after that, and by the way, Ja Morant returns tonight. Where is Ja? He's back. Okay, you have the Blazers. Ne- the day after Christmas, then you have the Hawks. We just talked about the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Grizzlies with Jaw, Hornets, Magic, Raptors. Uh oh, Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Right, you got to deal with the Pelicans. All right. Then we after got them that, this time. then after that, you go on your East Coast run. You're we're now in mid January. Pistons, Hornets. Ooh, can't wait for that one. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, but then, oh but gosh, hold on now. On. Then after that, you get at Sixers at Bucks. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. You got to take too easy with too hard. Ones. And before we get to a break, come on, Pelican. And before we get to a break, January sixteenth, the Kings will be taking on the Suns again, and then January eighteenth. Oh boy, in I Sacramento. Already I already know. He returns the prodigal son. Oh no, Tyrese Buddy, Halliburton. He, oh. Gotcha. <laughs> prodigal gotcha. son's not actually the right term if you know the prodigal son, but it worked there anyway. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, we will hear from Chris Biederman talking Kings and Niners. Sounds and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.